All right. Um, we're going to be interacting with some material here. And uh, folks, this is not what we call drama. All right. This isn't um, like grifting Twitch streamers, you know, uh, calling, uh, you know, somebody made a misogynistic joke. And then, uh, but we all realize this cat actually is a misogynist, so how much of it is a joke? Mm -hmm. And then everybody goes on their stream and talks about it, and everyone monetizes that group. No. Um, what we're dealing with is irresponsible material, all right, from a program called uh, This Is Not That Podcast. Mm -hmm. That's the name of the podcast. I don't know if it's the most pragmatic name, but then again... I'm not the best business guy. And on this podcast, um, I think they're irresponsible from what Phoenix Kalita told me. I think they're irresponsible and I I don't know if they're smart enough to be disingenuous, Phoenix Kalita. I think they are definitely disingenuous. Okay, yeah, hit yeah. me up with like a, because you know them better um, than I do. I, it started with Twitter. It started with Twitter. I am so, like, sad that I saw that tweet and this is now, like, in my life and I know who these people are. Um, <laughs> that being said, I do think they're disingenuous. I don't think they're, um, you know, like, sort of that sort of, like, evil genius diabolical level. Uh, I think they are very much trapped by the confines of conventional wisdom because they don't have intellectual curiosity. But I definitely do think that they uh, know what they're peddling is not entirely um, accurate or appropriate, but they're still saying it anyway because it's a way to make money. Yeah, like you said, not a diabolical. It's like, like let's say I took my ability to uh, create raps and rap music, and I went down to the store and I purchased myself a, uh, a hat that, you know, claimed a political p p uh, affiliation, mm -hmm. that a hat that claims a political affiliation. And I started rapping about that political affiliation, but not putting my full skills to it, not really putting in a real effort as an MC, as an artist, mm -hmm. but just making the rap exist so that I know that people who agree with those politics will spend money on those raps right. or watch it so that I get ad revenue. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really take a nefarious mastermind. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you can do that to make money, but still not necessarily um, understand the um, intricate political positions of the party that you're, you know, making money off of. Like you don't necessarily know what legislation they have coming. You aren't, you know what I mean? Like you're just in it for the quick hustle. Just get the payday, get the bag, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, like, so basically these folks, these are not like Dr. Claw on Inspector Gadget, <laughs> you know, petting the cat. Oh, get you, I can't do that voice. My throat I can't handle it. I love Inspector Gadget. Yeah, I'll get you, Gadget. You know, yeah, like. Next time, Gadget, I promise I'll get you next time. These folks are not that. These are, I'm trying to use the most responsible language for this program. These are folks of African descent. Mm -hmm. Afri, my folks, all right? Mm -hmm. And they fit a certain way. Let, let's get into it, all right? We're gonna get it started. We have some clips separated and um, Phoenix Kalita is mostly going to be doing a lot of dialogue here. Obviously my voice comes into play and 
we're going to take a look at this program. Mm -hmm. They are about 12 or I think 12 episodes deep and a 13th episode is being advertised by them right now. And so we are on episode 11 Mm -hmm. and the name of uh, this episode is Romantic Friendships Sneaky Links. Uh-huh. And I'm guessing they're treating it like the um the mathematic thing where you have the greater than less than for what? Uh you know, uh, they they have that symbol that oh, arrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the greater than less than. So the romantic friendships mm-hmm. are greater than sneaky links. Is essentially what they're saying with this title. I guess, yeah. All right, and uh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, by the by virtue of them using the language sneaky link there may be folks out there that are more square than me. And uh, apparently sneaky link is the language that adults use because they're not mature enough to say the word sexual partner that I don't make publicly known. Mm-hmm. They have to say sneaky link. Right. I don't like that language, <laughs> mostly because I find it juvenile. And right. I think that if you're not mature enough to say the word sex, you shouldn't be having it. I feel like that's, you know, I think people will probably think that that's like a harsh thing to say. But, you know, the reality of it is that sex is uh, an adult activity, not just in terms of like legal ages of consent. But, yeah. you know, we're talking about possible STIs. We're talking about possible pregnancies. Like there are some very serious consequences to having sex. So, yeah, if you're too embarrassed to say that you're having sex, even if you don't necessarily uh, publicly announce who you're having sex with, like, I, I, it's a little weird to me. Yeah. But I also want to, like, point out as we're starting this that the reason this person came into my news feed at yes. all, the premise of this whole thing is uh, they were giving their dating advice about dating people who are poor. And it was incredibly classist. It was incredibly rude. It really... Um, fit a lot of negative stereotypes about poor people dating. But also what struck me is I've noticed more and more a trend with these uh, dating and relationship coaches, especially um, the type who are allegedly educating women about dating, is that a lot of them are using sort of like sex worker logic um, for vanilla relationships. And it's like a very bizarre phenomenon to me because how you would manage a sex work business is not necessarily how you would manage your dating life. And something that I find um, now with the trend of these dating coaches and things is that everything is very trans- transactional. Everything is very much based on finances. And those are really the only things that matter. There's not nearly as much conversation about um, finding someone that you agree with or are compatible with sexually, ideologically. Um, you both have some of the same hobbies. You have some of the same interests. Maybe you have a similar uh, faith background, those sort of things. All those things are basically have been put to the side to only talk about money in a transactional sense. And it really does sound how a lot of sex workers talk about situations with clients, but that's work, right? And that's a very different situation than actually dating. And so this person, this lovely, blessed person, uh, showed up in my newsfeed because they said, I asked someone what their annual income was and it was below the poverty line. I asked why he was dating. He said, if we come together, we can change that. I don't know if you guys see Joe Biden's economy, but dating isn't for people who can barely support themselves. And then added another tweet saying to seek a partner when you can barely afford life is already already a, dis- a sign of poor financial decision making. If you lack the self-determination to improve your financial situation now, a, rela- a relationship will not improve it. 
I have no desire to, uh, I express to him that I have no desire to simply be partnered with someone just to get them out of poverty. So there's a lot going on there. As I've been saying forever. All right. Let's, and obviously like, if you hear that language, they're taking a partisan bent, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and I got to wonder, do you really want everyone to do that? Because that will immediately expose the system for the pyramid scheme it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So every employee at McDonald's decides they're going to do their best to be the manager. Right. Still only one of them gets to be the manager. Right. And guess what's going to start happening if everybody starts doing that? You're going to see just how powerful nepotism and favoritism really is. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people like, hey, mm, yeah, I'll say the name because it's coming up in the program anyway because of who we're covering, right? If Hunter Biden was political material, Mm -hmm. nepotism would have got him in. You may have read some articles about him. It's not really something he might be able to do well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but if he could be a half decent politician, mm-hmm. oh, he'd be in the Senate. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think my big thing with this is first of all, like I have to talk about the classism aspect of it. Now, if you want to say that it's maybe not a great idea to sink a bunch of money into like a wedding ceremony or to have children when you're struggling financially, I get that. I appreciate that. I understand that. But this is just about dating. This is about companionship. This is about people having sex. And yes, I said sex is an adult activity, but there are precautions you can take to have to engage in safer sex practices to, you know, limit the odds of uh, unplanned pregnancies and things like that. But ultimately, what she's arguing is that poor people don't deserve to have companionship or sex lives. And aside from the fact that I think that's like seriously fucked up to just say it's very eugenicsy, very fucking eugenicsy. It also. Um, doesn't really address the sort of like capitalism uh, that we live under. Most people are closer to the poverty line than they are to being millionaires, right? Only, what is it, like 13% of the American population makes over like $110,000 a year as a household. That's not a lot of people. And even then, that doesn't make you a millionaire because (laughs) you have expenses. And also, like, I can't even say you build a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but life is so crappy if you don't have some stuff that might be considered cool. Mm-hmm. But like, those are things that are kind of necessary to the species. If we didn't have capitalism, yeah, we actually would be like frolicking about a mm-hmm. bit more. And like, if you can afford a house where you have a nice size yard, you can frolic more. Yes. But now you're paying for the price of a house that size mm-hmm. in an area where the property value is that high. Right. <laughs> you know, so like that 110000 you're suddenly also check to check. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's worth noting. And I just want to I have a couple stats, you know, um, the average income in 2020 median household income is only sixty seven thousand dollars a year. That's not honestly like I guess if you're making minimum wage, that sounds like a lot of money. But people who are making like sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year are not out here balling. And that's the cold <laughs> like, part. Let's add this in. Right. Because that's the median. Mm-hmm. You realize, folks, that median sixty seven K. Mm hmm. That's even with millionaires and billionaires offsetting it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like Jeff Bezos was also included in these stats. So imagine how low it is when you remove them. <laughs> so I would also point out that um, according to the federal government, they have some of the um, average hourly wages. The average hourly wages are only like $30. 
Yeah, across the country. Which 30 an hour? 30 an hour. Hmm. But that also includes, again, because these are the averages, so that includes like the minimum wage, you know, uh, like McDonald's worker. That also includes professional services, right? So like... Um, train engineers and factory machine operators and union electricians and Wall Street uh, Wall Street investors and CEOs. The average wage is still only thirty dollars. Yeah, and I think it might depend on what type of factory you're in if you're getting anywhere near the damn thirty. Um, the average intro rate for a machine operator is fourteen fifty. I would know. <laughs> But also, you know, keep in mind that people have this whole idea that, well, just get a better job or just don't do, you know, quote unquote, unskilled labor. If you don't like it, you know, don't be a waitress or don't be a cashier. Um, You know, working in a factory doing machine operators is something you kind of have to be trained in and you still you're still not making a living wage. Yeah. So, you know. I, I can't help but note the classism of this whole thing. So, you know, again, I'm already bothered by the notion that they're saying poor people shouldn't be allowed to date because most of us are poor. Most of us uh, in that aspect are making less than $30 an hour. Most of us are not in households that are bringing in more than $100,000 a year. Yeah. Most of us are not. So already, like, 80% of Americans shouldn't be dating, according to this person. So I'm already annoyed. But I'm also extra annoyed that they're essentially, um, you know, like I said, I see a lot of these relationship coaches using the idea of how sex workers talk about clients or how sex workers talk about their business and trying to apply it to vanilla dating in a very transactional way where the only thing that seems to matter is how much money can you bring in? How much money are you bringing me? How much money can you spend on me? Right. Because as the thread goes on, uh, people are talking about, well, how can you even date if you're poor? You can't even go anywhere. And it's like, well, why does a date have to be so expensive? Yeah. Right. What and, for? And like, it seems like it's expensive just because you want to tell people it was. Right. So like, are you even actually having fun? I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or are these just like, are, are receipts trophies to you? Like, do you have like the predator? Like, do you just have like a, <laughs> like a, a, some sort of pin or something on the wall where it's like moose heads, mm-hmm. right? You just sticking receipts up. I went there. I went there. People saw me. Yeah. And you know, like the ironic thing is I do know people who only date wealthy people and who do want those dates. But you know what they don't actually do? They don't get online and talk shit about other people who have less money than them. Hmm. Like, it's that whole thing about, you know, um, you anyone can be rich, but not everyone can afford class. That's the funny thing about, like, this type of classism. It's like, you have no idea how lateral you are punching. Seriously. You really (laughs) think you're punching down. You're not punching down. Yeah, like... You're punching quite laterally. Like, trust... I wouldn't even have to uh, work additional overtime hours to move into your neighborhood. Right. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And so, yeah. So this was like, I know that was like a very long setup to this whole thing. And, you know, again, if you want to date only rich people and go on like super fancy dates, you are certainly entitled to do that. That is your right to do that. But don't fucking go around telling poor people that because they can't afford to go to, you know, Michelin star restaurants or they can't afford $50,000 weddings that they don't deserve to be in romantic relationships or having sex or have some sort of romantic companionship. Like, that's such a shitty thing to say. So that was the premise. And then while she's, uh, sis is getting dragged in the comments, obviously, she links her podcast. And this was the podcast episode that she linked, implying it was relevant to the topic at hand, which is, only um, dating based on um, transactional value. Oof. 
All right. Let's go. This yeah. is going to be terrible. That was an introduction. <sighs> Uh, all right. So obviously we're not going to play the, the whole thing is 40 minutes. Uh, that's why this is called work. And that's why <laughs> we will be linking the donation button because we had to sit down and craft this and actually listen to the whole podcast. So you don't have to and draw these clips up. And trust me, you don't want to. It's terrible. Yeah, it it's was not terrible. a fun afternoon. One thing that child make it seem like she her mama don't exist when she around me. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. My was, mama let me have some of those all the time. Fuck your mama. <laughs> um, also, the the black person of Haitian descent very regularly um, does a, a minstrel caricature of black people of uh, continental U.S. descent. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> or go to her. Every time this kid comes to my place, and she's like. Um, can I, I want, I want your necklace. I'd be like, you have a mother. Go to your mom. Go to your mom's house. <sighs> okay, the next one. Uh, gold diggers. What about them? Um. Yeah, let it rock. I don't know. Men are just arguing about I, gold. I, I, I don't know what the issue done, is. They not done with this? What's the issue? <laughs> What's the issue? I don't understand what the issue is. What's the issue? But they be arguing about it. I didn't want to pause in the middle of their clip, but folks, I'm going to do my darndest as a producer that actually cares about your ears to smooth out their decibels. I should take a picture of how different their decibels are from second to second. They are. It's a very poorly produced program. And you'll notice something later on down the line as we play these clips. Keep that in mind. Keep the let's keep this one going. You see Joe Biden's economy. Joe Biden's I don't economy. Time to be giving you the nanny just for fun. Are you dumb? My grandma. I got a video of my grandma saying, "Are you dumb? <laughs> <laughs> Are you dumb? Just to give you the nanny? No, I'm not. Listen, 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 listen. First of all, it be you niggas that make eight dollars and fifty cents. And you just got it because Biden raised the minimum wage to ten dollars. You just started making ten dollars. about She's digging gold. Don't nobody want your burger flipping money. Okay? We I, don't want it. Hey, hey. I want you. And I noticed, like, they're, that's the end of the clip. Mm-hmm. And I noticed they're doing, like, the performative hand clapping. Yeah. Like, that. that is something that comes natural in real conversations. This is not that. This is and not that. <laughs> it is really awkward to see black people grifting black people Mm -hmm. in that way like that's something that people that choose to classify themselves as white do Mm -hmm. that's how they they come up you know yo 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 brother man it's like it's so (laughs) weird that other black people are doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um and also notice yeah they said joe biden's economy because apparently there is no uh, like ebb and flow that just moves the and and also I guess the president just controls the economy unilaterally. Yeah, he does. You didn't know that. Yeah. All right. So none of that was left over from Trump, of which any was left over from Obama, or any of was left over from Bush, or like how we've all acknowledged that um that Bill Clinton's economy with the tech bubble was just following what the George uh, Herbert Walker Bush administration already set in place. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I say they're coming from a place of actual, by the definition, ignorance. They literally don't know what they're talking about. 
I'm still laughing at the idea that Joe Biden raised the minimum wage. Right, what they, are you talking about? So they don't even know that the minimum wage is still the same since 2009 was the last raise? Uh, I will check. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because um, I know we did the uh, the 10-year change. Like, that was the meme going around. But, um, yeah, the fact that, no, the minimum wage hasn't increased. But, again, I'm bothered by the classism of this to make fun of someone who's making... Uh, oh, yeah, it was 2009. Uh, so to make fun of someone who's making those type of wages, because most Americans are making those type of wages, <laughs> right? Remember what I said? The average wage is about $30 an hour, but that includes the CEO of McDonald's and everyone who's a burger flipper at McDonald's. Yeah. $30 and e an hour. And even when like, uh, like, so the minimum wage is clearly just never going to grow, go up. Like, right. let's just be realistic about that. It's going to stay where it is. Like the, uh, our, our elites have decided. Mm -hmm. So now it is kind of a normal thing to like, just if you're not, you know, in customer service, yeah. you're going to get a job that's significantly above. So you're going to get a job that's double 725 at the entry level. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you've noticed over the years, inflation offsets what that wage would be. Yes. And that is from the candy bar at the supermarket all the way up to um apartments. I cannot imagine how much my first apartment in 2004 is now. Mm -hmm. It was a two-bedroom in, um, yeah, you could say suburban. It was in Parkland in Pierce County, suburban. Mm -hmm. Two-bedroom, suburban, so like low crime, you know, yeah. scared of that crime. Might be Negroes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, $505 a month. Uh, my first apartment was $735 a month. Yeah. In a two bedroom. And I'd say you were in like a bigger city too, though. So yeah. like that could put put the price up. Yeah. Um, and also because it was um, like a, uh, not just like the population size, but also because it was a suburban area. Like it was close to the bus stop. It was close to the train station. Like mm. you could walk to the, like the grocery store was less than a block away. Like it was, you know. Um, but yeah, $735. And then um, I think. Now those apartments are like fourteen hundred. I was I can't remember the name of mine, but I could I could find it. That would be mm -hmm. interesting to find. Uh, I would like to look that up after the program. Yeah. All right. But we yeah, so yeah, so I'm bothered by like the making fun of someone who um, is making that amount of money. But then it's also creating this uh, weird thing on the flip side because the, keep in mind the premise of how this whole thing started was her saying that if you don't have money, you don't deserve to date. If you don't have money, I won't date you. But then. You're turning around and saying, why are these men accusing me of being a gold digger? Because you open up the conversation saying the only thing I care about is how much money you can spend on me. That's why. <laughs> yeah. And then that's where like good faith actors and just stone cold misogynists. Now you can't tell them apart because you came in uh, saying uh, less than reputable stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Trying to keep the, the language responsible. Yes. It is. And again, and this go does go to the thing that I keep like seeing with these um, sort of like sex worker um, ideas based on regular relationships. This is like the direct result of that with these dating coaches, because date being a dating coach is a great fucking scam. If I wanted to be a grifter, I would be a dating coach, <laughs> quite honestly. Time. But yeah, so, it you know, again, I think it's shitty with the classism. I also think it's shitty that you're that invested in how much people are making and then basically um, creating character judgments and moral value judgments about who they are as people and what their worth is as humans based solely on how much their paycheck is. I have a problem with that. I'm not a fan. I don't like it. I don't like it. Hey, gang, and uh, popping my head in here, uh, just doing a little break in the episode, reminding folks uh, 
uh, dance back a little bit if uh, this is the first uh, Swapcast episode you've ever heard. We do have previous episodes. We are in the relaunch. They will be incredibly regular now. Uh, Cupcake Girls is one of the previous episodes leading up to the relaunch. There have been other guests, um, Krista, folks that have worked with the Swap board, folks that have worked directly with the uh, Swap um, subsets in different states and cities. Uh, check those episodes out and subscribe to Swapcast in your favorite podcast application. Uh, go to YouTube for Swap and go to the TikTok as well. So let's proceed. Uh, mm-hmm. This is going to be a long haul episode. Let's get to it. Okay, I just think that I'm a, I'm a fuck Neanderthal. Oh. <laughs> okay, again, we don't want to pause it too much, but, because, like, we're dealing with who, like, a multi-ethnic audience that mm-hmm. may not know all of this vernacular. So, you have the black manosphere. Think men's rights activists, but black dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh Kevin Samuels fans you may have heard of in recent times, or um, what's it, Fresh and Fit, fans mm-hmm. of Fresh and Fit, you know, the black manosphere. And a response to the black manosphere, you have black women that call themselves divesters, of which they ch- uh, are proclaiming online that they will abort um, all black male babies if they ever have any. Um, they get, and again, this is audio that's available, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't, if you try to play this audio, it's so bad that even if you're doing it for journalistic purposes, like YouTube and other places, they take it down Yeah, because it's such foul audio. Um, FD signifier tried to use it for one of his documentaries and it got YouTube demonetized his video. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say openly like they like watching police brutality videos for a sexual thrill because they like seeing strong white men murder black men on camera. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. Yeah. These are the divesters. Um, so, yeah, I can't find a community. <laughs> so um, and when they're using the language Neanderthal, they are basically throwing a bat signal to divestors that this is the program for you. Because by Neanderthal, they mean black men. Now, divestors have a belief that, and you said eugenics earlier. Yep. They believe that by virtue of being a combination of African descent and a male assigned at birth, that you are inherently... um. Well, you know, like Bill Cosby with an AK-47. And that's just what... And they make no bones about it. Mm-hmm. They mean all black men. Yeah. Right? From a Barack Obama to a Idris Elba to, a, you know, a little Uzi Vert. Yeah. Yeah. They mean all monolith. They're not playing. All right? And I, I, but I also don't dwell on them because altogether they're probably like 2,000 people. <laughs> So, but that's so that, you know, who they're signaling to when they say Neanderthal. All right. Know your propaganda. Continuing. Uh, That's what I am. She's a fuck homo sapien. I'm a fuck homo sapien. I just don't care. So you will think that there's like a person that I'm constantly with or around. You'll think that that's the person I'm linking with. But they're not. 
I have no, someone no, else that's like in the in the shadows that like I never talk about that no one knows exists, and you just find out when you're like, you know what? It's been a while since you talked about niggas, and I'd be like, oh, you said it anyway. <laughs> Not sneaky links for sure, for Charlie, because she just niggas, niggas, niggas. What am I supposed to do? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta it practice. Out. I gotta practice. Yeah. Okay, Neanderthals. <laughs> These are long words. <laughs> ninjas or ninjas? No. Ne- <laughs> Neanderthals. <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, with Neanderthals, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like getting my feelings attached. It happens. We're all human. Like, you start to like people. But to make sure that the link continues to happen and that it's just simple, you come, I come to you to get my rocks knocked off, one must be detached. And I have mastered the art of detachment. So if you are out here looking for a link, but you're actually looking for love, you've already gone wrong. Okay. It's already wrong. Yeah. Uh, folks, again, like, you'll, even though I'm going to lower those decibels and fix them, they damage their own audio quality with how they don't really maintain their decibels. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to hear a change in how the, the track sounds. And yes, that was the voice of a male you heard in the background yelling, just say ninjas. Apparently, they actually have a producer on this show, and this is the level of quality that they're cranking out. It's a mess. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to point out again, because this is about how people are using um, con- concepts around sex work and trying to integrate it into um, dating. And this whole thing about not catching feelings, just out here having sex but not catching feelings. Um, that sounds like, it really sounds like they just sat in a room with a couple sex workers and then said, hey, you know, everything I learned here, I'm going to make that into my dating philosophy. <laughs> it's goofy. I don't understand. I don't understand why they're doing this. And also, uh, it sounds like you don't respect the people you're having sex with. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's something that I don't like about like a like misogynist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you hate them. And it right. just it makes it I. I know this is like the most vague language, but it's gross. And I think that mm-hmm. go de- defaulting to the word gross is a human emotional response to that. It's fucking gross. Yeah. Because it, it makes you, um, you know, may, may, let me know if this is like uh, too wild, but it makes you think of like racism and like the plantation. And you think of like Thomas Jefferson and Sally Mae Hemings. Mm-hmm. That's fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I what is bizarre to me is that this whole thing is based on trying not to have feelings, only being in it for the money, but then also, at the end of the day, ending up upset that you're in a bad relationship, and it's like, well, you laid the foundation wrong. Like, that's how we got here. So, yeah, yeah again, it's it's very weird to me that, like, this is just what dating coaches are doing now. Because these people are allegedly sex ex- sex educators and dating coaches. Yeah, relationship coaches are never in relationships. It's like a rule. As soon as Kevin Samuels got in a relationship, he died. <laughs> like, that's how bad he was at relationships. <laughs> if you think about it, the nigga got what? Ah, damn it. I got to work on my language for this program. <laughs> the brother got in a relationship 
and now he is no more. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Uh, more common. I think that's that. Segment. God, it's so hard to fucking comment on their shit at all. It's so fucking terrible and tacky. All right. And let's continue with this program of which you now know literally has a producer on staff. He knows exists to link up for that exact moment and then you go home. No cuddling, no sleeping in the bed. Go home. Just the link. And you keep the pushing. And you may link with this person multiple times a week. That's fine. But you can't you can't be doing the talking to you stuff. Oh, I'm sleeping over. I'm I'm not about to leave. And you can't come to my house because then you go you gonna end up being a homosexual. You gonna stay. You know, I got I got so, something to talk to you about that. Yes. So the, again, I can't get over the fact they started off this whole thing trying to use um, sex work rules for work and try to apply it to dating because it was don't catch feelings. I'm only in it for the money. It's only about the sex. Nothing about building a foundational relationship. And now here you are saying you're just having these dudes in your house, though. Like, why did you fall off from sex worker protocols when it came to personal safety? Why was that where you fell off at? Like if you're going to if you're going to encourage that type of transactional behavior um, in your dating life, then you also need to understand like the risks that can come with that. If you're not, um, and obviously people in relationships end up being abused or hurt by their partners. I'm, I you know I can't deny that, but it seems extra dangerous to have someone you are not affiliated with, not emotionally attached to, not trying to build a relationship with. It's only about sex. It's only about money. Why are they in your house? And then what she said at the end, I don't know if y'all caught it. I can't let him sleep over because he's going to become a homosexual. So you're saying that you can't enforce boundaries in your own house and put a man out. But here you are being a dating coach, giving relationship advice, being a quote unquote sex expert. But you can't even have boundaries in your own house to kick out a man that you aren't even in a relationship. Just someone that you're fucking. What is going on here? Um, this is not that podcast. <laughs> oh, but it Where is. They <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, so, and I guess if folks don't know about the term homosexual, that's um, a somewhat derogatory term for a man who uh, is really only in a relationship with you so he could stay at your house, basically, so he has somewhere to uh, sleep, somewhere to eat, things like that. But again, how are you at risk of having a homosexual in your house when you started this whole thing off talking about, this is only about the money. I'm only in it for the money. I'm not in it for the feelings. I'm in it for the sex. I'm in it for the money. But now you're telling me that these dudes are following you home and sleeping in your house and that you're worried that you're not going to be able to put them out and you're going to end up financially supporting them to sleep on your couch. Right. What happened? Right. And I'm not a I'm not a cis hetero woman. Right. I mean, I'm a cis hetero man. So I don't I don't have experience with men like that. But I got to wonder if this concept of a homosexual and if cis hetero women say it exists I'm not going to be like, I need to investigate first. Not, not on that, right? That's an easy thing to understand. But then also, how many of them are getting conflated with this that are just a guy that's from poverty, that is in poverty, and doesn't know how to get out and doesn't really have, like, etiquette skills mm -hmm. or trained work skills to, like, get out quickly and... Like, he is actually not only having sex with you for a place to stay. He's having sex with you because he is a person that wants mm -hmm. to have sex, but also is very poor. <laughs> yeah. And it's also wild to me because, like, 
So essentially what you are saying, though, is that you'll pay a male sex worker. Because at that point, that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah, like, I one of my favorite songs is called Compton Ho, and it's a man rapping about doing that. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. The way that they came in talking about this is about money for me, and this is about me and me and me. Like, now you're out here telling me that basically you'll pay a man to have sex with you. Because that's what the fuck that is. Let's at, be real. at this point, I mean, starting to look a little pragmatic because you seem like you have to go through all this to be sexually active. You need to be sneaky linking, mm-hmm. planning. No, you can't sleep. And also, I don't know about me. Maybe I'm just different about sex. But like, why not just masturbate then? Right? Like, I'm going to go get involved with a whole other human being so we can get this activity in. And then they leave. And, like, that would physically feel dirty. I don't mean emotionally feel dirty. Mm -hmm. It would physically feel dirty. Yeah. Right? Like, I'd be like, all right, I guess I need to bleach my place down now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, like, I I cannot see myself as that repulsed and disconnected from someone of which... I'm swapping bodily juices with. Right. Like, no. And that- and even on that note, again, because they're using the sex worker approach to working of don't have an attachment to clients because they're clients. But again, this now it sounds weird when you apply it to dating in regular life. Because now you're like, why are you having sex with someone that you aren't into? What's and going I, on I here? I guess I should clarify, What's right? What's going on here? Because like what I just said sounds yeah. kind of anti-sex work, actually, which is no good. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, because like I, I was like, it's gross. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, but I guess if it is for work, yeah. then yeah, that's logical for work. But like, I'm not in that work. I actually think you're pretty neat. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that thing you said earlier today was really funny, and I thought that after we had sex, we'd sit around and watch TV and elaborate on that. But apparently we have to hate each other and be sneaky, and you gotta go right now. Yeah, it, I think like the, the immaturity is really what's doing it for me. I'm um, talking about sneaky links, uh, homosexuals in your house, all that sort of thing. It's You're not indicating to me that you're someone who has the emotional maturity to be dating at all, let alone to try to use a sex worker frame of reference for your dating. You do mm. not possess like the ability to do this. Please stop encouraging people to do this. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. This program is good. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, uh, tell me when it go, as it were. Make themselves feel comfortable about the fact that they're having sex with a friend. I think there's a difference. Well, for me, it would be. I think it's just a cultural thing. I really think the original purpose of a sneaky link is to replace the word cheating on your girlfriend. Uh, To my understanding, that vernacular, it really is just people not being mature and saying the word sex, sex partner. Someone I'm just having sex with and mm-hmm. we are not in a romantic relationship. It really is just um, people too uncomfortable with words that aren't even bad words. Mm-hmm. Like these are not FCC violation words. <laughs> Trust. I can go on channel eight and say vaginal mucus. <laughs> it's not a bad word. Fucking say it. You could say it in fucking church. All right. <laughs>
Is it? Yes, it's your cheat. Is your sneaky link is someone that you're cheating? You're <laughs> like mistress. Yes, I, I sne- at least what when it originally when I first saw the the word surface, it was always about someone who is leaving their partner to go link with something sneakily. Sneakily, like why would you sneak around with somebody other than the fact that you cheated? So I just want to pause real quick there. I want to point out something she said earlier is that she prefers to have sneaky links because she doesn't, she's not trying to catch feelings or be in a relationship. She's just there for the sex and doesn't want anyone to know about it. Cause didn't she say that earlier hmm. in the clip where she was saying, um, and they'll be like, we didn't even know you were in a relationship with anybody. And she's like, Oh yeah. You know, like that type of thing. But again, stop trying to use sex work or aesthetics for your shit. Yeah. Or like, let's say I used, um, immature language in 2005, when I was uh, 21, maybe I would have used that language because I had a sexual encounter with a partner. Notice how I said sex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I knew that my workplace was super gossipy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, I'm not like, hey, folks, I just in case everyone knows, I'm going to go make a sex on her. All right. <laughs> Just just so we're all clear. Mm-hmm. No, we literally didn't want folks to know. And guess what? Folks gossiped anyway. Right. So, like, if there is any context where you, like, want to be what they call sneaky, I still, still not that sneaky. It's really just privacy and boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, I just wanted that privacy and boundaries, you know, but folks gossiped anyway. And maybe that's a place where it could apply, but they're... Yeah, this is a very immature show. Like, they actually make it hard to argue against them because it's so stupid mm-hmm. that you stammer. And yes. when you stammer, you sound like you're stupid. <laughs> well, they're speaking perfectly conf- with full confidence. They're like, Joe Biden raised the minimum wage. They just say that shit. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Did you have a commentary no, on that? No. Okay, we're going to keep Let's Let's hear them speak more. We're kind of doing a double segment here. Well, men just don't want to have a commitment. Like, they want That's they want sneaky. any... I think it's women want a title. Like, it has to have a title. We have to know what it is. Now, again, now we're getting into social justice, William. I don't like people doing the monolith game on women. And I guess for the most part, we're talking AFAB, a female assigned at birth here, mm-hmm. right? No. Where'd you come up with that shit? Is that just something that's universal among cis women where they're just, as soon as they meet a man, they're like, hey, hold on, bucko. What am I to you? <laughs> nope. Got to lay it down right now. A title. No, and then also, this is the same individual that just said, I want to not be emotionally connected. Mm-hmm. But now also, by virtue of being a woman, I want a title. So it's like, are you pandering to the divesters or the black manosphere? Like, they really are just doing a corny minstrel of working class black people in yes. general to where they don't even know who or what they're grifting. Yeah. And again, it's wild to me because I, you know, I keep going back to how this started. This started with... Everything is transactional. I will not deal with you if you're poor because I want you to buy me things. That's how a relationship should work. Men should buy me things. Buy me things. But now here you are talking about, I'm having sex, but don't tell people because I don't want to catch feelings. If he comes to my house, he's not going to move out. I'm going to end up supporting him. I want a title on my relationship. Nothing that you are saying at this point matches how you started. 
you started off telling people that the only way to date is transactionally and um, with people who have class privilege. And now here you are. Just tell me what we are as a couple. I need a title. Yeah. Uh, if he comes to my house, he's going to be a homosexual. How did you start off using sex worker ideas around work? And now here you are not applying them at the points where it really matters. Because now that you're past the dates where he's spending money on you, right? Now that you're past the point where he's buying you things, the points where it really matters, boundaries about your safety, your house, your emotional state. How did you abandon all the sex worker like rules and ethics now, but you were so comfortable using it when it came to just the money? Like, and this... Uh, this is why people can't actually be sex workers is really what the fuck this is. Because it's just easy money. No, it's not. And this is why. Because you can't just, yeah. it's only focus on the money. You have to focus on all the other shit around the money too. And as much as we're clowning you, like, seriously, I don't want you to be a news story I'm covering. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and folks, everybody that's not black, I want you to take <laughs> this, go, go into the mirror, and look in your own eyes and practice saying which black people question mark because you know how those headlines go around every february mm -hmm. this school had watermelon and fried chicken for lunch for black history month well if they just had somebody black in there which, which black, black people because if it's these two you're gonna get fried chicken and watermelon and grape flavored menthols all right <laughs> <laughs> or like the um Oh, God. Just listen to black women. Vote like black women. Which black women? Do not vote like Candace Owens. Condoleezza <laughs> Rice. No, do not vote like Condi, please. My goodness gracious. <laughs> Imani Gandhi? Oh. And we're talking primary voting now, too. It's not just the general. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. I would vote like Phoenix Kaleeder in the primary and the general. All right. Uh <clears throat> Let's uh, see where they continue on with this. This is uh, a bloody brilliant and all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and until you, know what I mean? you tell us what it is, then... We're going to be thinking about I'm, it. We're gonna, they're they're, they're going to be upset. I'm, I'm not really like that, but people are going to get upset. So yeah. I think we're not... I'm not, I'm not like other girls. Mm -hmm. I'm not like that, but people. Which people? Whom? Bring up an example. Why don't you respect your own podcast to at least read an, a headline? Nope. Like, nope. Alex Jones does more show prep than you. I want you to know this. <laughs> no, not Alex Jones. And I've done the research, I know. <laughs> the facts and the figures right here. Woo. Not talking. Like, not, I'm not interested in you. I don't want to be with you. Um, I don't even want anybody to know that... Um, talking to you <laughs> let's do this on the down low what? how are you that repulsed by someone that you're naked with on purpose it's weird and it's still weird to me again with this whole like i don't want anyone to know then why are you bringing him to your house that's a great way for people to find out about what you're doing is to bring them home and it's not like you're in a theocratic nation yet where, like, yeah. this is your assigned husband from when you hit puberty. Like, these are men in the city that you're choosing to be naked with. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but I don't even want people to know I'm talking to you. Which, uh, yeah, all right. My goodness. But also tell me the parameters of our relationship that I don't want people to know about. <laughs> yeah, let's get a little bit more of this clip and we'll get to the next clip. 
this is a neat job. <sighs> DLFR, like, yeah. Yeah, so, like, let's do this on the down. Let's not tell anybody. Okay, okay. That we are doing this because okay. I don't want to be with you. All right. Uh, well, at least they used um, the language uh, on the down low the old way and not the new homophobic way. Mm. Yeah, right. That used to be, keep it on the down low, mm-hmm. used to be literally about, um, well, keeping your sexual uh, activities private and away from uh, general ears. Yes. It wasn't sneaky. It was just private. Right. That's why you did it indoors. Unlike many residents in Florida that I came across on my bicycle <laughs> rides to work. Oh, no, not the Florida residents having sex in public. My favorite one was the um, the two that they saw me coming by. They stopped mm-hmm. to yell out the window some words of encouragement to me. To you? Yeah. They, um, If I may quote them verbatim, they said, uh, fuck yeah, dude, rock on. Mm-hmm. And I... Um, mm-hmm. I absorbed that, and I had a constructive day in the workplace. <laughs> All right, and so real fast here. Um, a, so we got so many clips. Phoenix Kalita is, like, editing on the spot. <laughs> it's like, no, not that one. And it is because uh, some things are reiterated. So mm-hmm. they're talking about uh, feelings again. But yes. this time in this clip, they literally say... I want you to care about my feelings. Right. While we remember what they said earlier in the episode, this is the same episode. I mean, look, again, like, I'm not making any, uh, uh, you know, partisan claims, but this is what it's like listening to certain partisan programs that lean to one particular party. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually do, like, have these contradictions that... Is it cognitive dissonance or do they just not even think about what they're saying? They don't think about what they're saying. Yeah. They make show notes, swear, write essays, (laughs) write essays. Yeah. You're not going to get a 45 minute episode, but if you just write essays, you will have 10 coherent minutes of comprehensive material. Mm -hmm. Jeepers, creepers and chimney sweepers. A little bit of that audio. Being your life partner, but I can commit to be your lifetime friend. Which is feels like a different role. Yeah, I prefer that than Sneaky Link because Sneaky mm-hmm. Link, they have no respect. No, you you definitely know that that has to. They also mumble a lot. Did you hear them say? So friend with benefits is good, but mm-hmm. Sneaky Link is bad, which is what the episode is promoting. Mm-hmm. And then their decibels are terrible. Yes. Um, they mumbled it very low. They said Sneaky Links have no respect. But again, why are you like? Why are you fucking someone who has no respect for you? Like, I'm offended that you're using, like, sex worker ideology around dating, but you are not approaching it the way a sex worker would approach a relationship or a client, for that matter. Like, why are you... Because this is consensual. There is nothing to imply that these people need to date. There is nothing to imply that these people do sex work. There is nothing to imply that these people are being pressured to date out of some, like, religious or cultural custom. They're just out here dating fucking because they want to. And that's perfectly fine. But I must ask if you're promoting this whole like, I deserve to be spoiled and have a certain amount of money spent on me. And I don't deal with poor people and have all these requirements. Why is one of the requirements also not? I don't fuck people who don't respect me. Why are you out here fucking people who don't respect you? What are you doing? Or that you don't respect. Like, what are you doing? 
Yeah, and we'll go ahead and roll this segment right into the very next one. Um, and keep in mind, like, they're not just telling people this. This is meant to be advisory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is supposed to help someone who is confused about their situation. Mm-hmm. I'll help you right quick here. I just said right quick. That's why I talk now. Um, do what I did. All right. I, I can't even call it being celibate because it's not like I'm waking up in the morning and I'm like, I'm no sex man. Like I don't fucking put on the no sex hat. It's like, no, I'm just going to be significantly less available. Mm-hmm. Right. And one way to do that very easy as a cis hetero man Just don't hit on women. (laughs) Like, because the way this patriarchal culture is set up, if you're not hitting on women, most likely you're just not going to interact with them. Yeah. Yeah. Simple business. And guess what? Probably saved a lot of women the hassle of being hit on when they fucking are minding their business. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And then ultimately, what happens? Well, you start working on yourself. Start exercising. I'm eating more fruits and vegetables. I'm out in the town. I'm keeping my hair cut. I'm going to work. I'm paying my bills. I'm clearly an upstanding young citizen. I'm a nice young man. Mm-hmm. And women that I actually find interesting and visually attractive approach me. <laughs> Wild how that works, eh? And granted, I do see it as just paperwork, but I am coupled in a legal marriage because of that yes yeah like folks yeah just stay stay off of folks at least that that's what i can say to uh cis hetero young men and older men as well Mm -hmm. you know i don't know what to say for cis hetero women men are bad so okay yeah but i think like going along the dating thing is also annoying and obviously like these two are not the only people who have like this sort of terrible ass dating advice but you know, like, I know I keep going back to, like, people want to reference, like, how sex workers work or, you know, use um, sort of, like, sex worker um, ideology, I guess, for lack of a better word, to for their own dating relationships. But it's, like, the way that they're being so wildly inconsistent, it, not only does it make the advice bad, it makes it unsafe and dangerous. And so it's also really annoying that it's probably in its own way contributing to a certain amount of stigma against sex workers because the advice they're getting based on what they think sex workers do and how sex workers behave is actually really bad advice because it's never consistently applied because the people giving the advice have never actually done sex work. So it's very much like an outsider looking in, coming up with their own formula and then repackaging and selling it to someone else. And then that third party being like, well, this didn't work out for me. Why? It's not sex workers fault. (laughs) Yeah. And this shit, like, I mean, if they survive to say this didn't work out for me, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, we talk about family annihilators. At times, they annihilate whether there's a family or not. Mm. Uh, dancing it forward, rolling the segments together. Definitely a friend. You know that benefits. thing okay. that you did? Okay. Okay. You know that thing that you did? That yes. was cool. You remember, remember when, I, when I tightened it over? You remember that? Ah! I also want to ah. Say Most certainly. Uh, Sound like a Master P record in here. Yeah, or God, there's uh, who who's that? Uh, the, the 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 Detroit fella, Eminem. <laughs> That's one of his hooks. He's like, I just want to. Uh. It's like, 
I, I can't help but admit, I, every time I see something like that, I'm like, you actually sat down and wrote that. I just want to know how you spelled it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's see where they go with this. Uh, so we have uh, successfully uhed, and uh, let's uh, break them off something or something. Uh, the ice cream man's in the house. Uh, <laughs> na 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 na. Yeah. I want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Links for sure. I don't remember the last time I had a link. I I'm not a link girl anymore. Um, I will. They said they don't remember the last time they had a link. Mm-hmm. I remember that, but I'm so scared of STDs. Of course, I remember sexual partners. <laughs> I'm very worried all the time. <laughs> I am not with she kissing anymore. people now. <laughs> I'm with having friends with benefits. Um, romantic, yeah, nah. romantic, romantic friendships. Yeah. I'm gonna use that word next and see if that that helps. Changes the it changes. Romantic friendships. You keep going and you're gonna be like, how about just relationships, right? My goodness, how because about what is a relation? Is a relationship not a romantic friendship? Like, yeah. are you not generally romantically involved and also friends with your partner? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, um, at, at your big age, as it were. Figure this one out, because I guarantee, like, I think you were getting the read on these folks that mm -hmm. they're either older than us or, like, our age on the they're spot. They're about our age, maybe a couple years younger, but pretty close to our age. Yeah, I'm I'm betting a bit older, because you had the, you saw some numbers. Yeah. That suggest that, yeah, nah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah these niggas old. Okay, excuse me, more responsible language coming your way. <laughs> Just the vibe mm -hmm. when you're like, we have a very romantic friendship, and I really love it here. A romantic friendship. Mm -hmm. When we talk about sinky links, we cannot leave out the conversation on sexual responsibility. <laughs> so we talk about sexual responsibility a lot on this podcast. In linking behavior, I like how in eleven episodes, and on the only episode I've heard, mm -hmm. you have not talked about responsibility or safety at all. You say a lot. They're not going to either. Wait and see. When your podcast only has 11 to 13 episodes, you haven't done anything a lot. <laughs> you haven't even podcasted a lot. Honestly, though. If I can listen to all of your episodes in a binge in one day like it's a fucking Netflix season, you don't have a lot of shit. I can finish your shit to yard work. Matter of fact, I can bump up the speed and play your podcast at 1.75 and rip through it before it's lunchtime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, come on. Xavier is very irresponsible. Very much. So we figured since our last episode, um, people were asking, you know, how do you tell someone that you want to know their status? That you want to know, you know, you want to have these conversations about HIV, STIs, STDs, even pregnancy. How do you have these conversations with people? So we're going to tell you how you should go about it. Okay. I want to tell you how you should go about it first. Uh, walk up to them. Say, hey, do you have uh, results printed out of your last test so I can see the date and what's happening? No? Let's go together. Done. That's the whole That's segment. the whole thing. Jeepers, creepers, and chimney sweepers. 
right? Shoulders back, chin up. This is serious. Um, and obviously, I have a super bias mm -hmm. because my biological mother died of STD contraction from my biological father. Yes. So I have a major bias. Uh, I believe they call that full transparency. Yes. Um, definitely. But also, I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how there's just generally a lack of maturity in these conversations. And it's like, you want to be on this whole transactional only and pull that shit from sex workers. But sex workers are some of the most responsible people out there when it comes to um, engaging in safer sexual practices and everything from, you know, using condoms to being on birth control, if applicable to um, having testing done on a regular basis. Like sex workers are some of the most responsible people out there because, again, it's their job. It's not for funsies. It's not for sneaky links. It's not for, you know, I just got trashed this one weekend and it seemed like a good idea or whatever. Like, this is the job, so it is taken more seriously. So, you know, I just, the fact that it's, uh, yeah, the way that they're approaching it makes it sound like it's not serious when this is very serious, right? Because we do know there's STIs out there that can kill you um, and wreck your immune system, right? Um, even if, you know, some people, for example, might be like HIV positive, but, you know, if you you might be able to survive with that. But then now we have like COVID, right? COVID might be what takes you out if your immune system is weak. There are STDs that can cause sterility. If you're planning on having children later, that's something that you need to be concerned about. Um, just the general fact that you can pass it on to someone else is something to be concerned about. So, you know, it's we'll see how they handle this. I doubt it's going to be mature, but. Again, if you want to take like sex worker aesthetics, if you want to take um, the ability for sex workers to be transactional, take all of the sex worker stuff. And that includes like personal accountability and responsibility and maturity as well. Not just how much money did this cost in like an hourly rate. And over the past uh, three years, I haven't seen if anything additional came up and maybe I should take a look there. But with climate change... Right. There's already a new old gonorrhea that was frozen, mm -hmm. but climate change warmed it up and it is back on the block. Is that the one that's um, antibiotic resistant? I would like to not know that about it. Ignorance there is, a, is bliss. There is a strain of gonorrhea that is uh, antibiotic resistant and particularly um, people are getting it from oral sex. So it's in the throat. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Ooh. It's not great. It's, it's not good. Folks, keep in mind, like, I, folks are like, why are you reacting like that, William? Look, I haven't had the flu since 1999. I never caught COVID. I never got chicken pox. I don't really know what being sick is like unless you give me enough cheap whiskey. That's the closest <laughs> I come to knowing how sick is. <laughs> okay. Now, this is not that podcast where we explain... <laughs> how to approach this this is that podcast where a couple of partisan minstrels explain it mm. let's go double candace candace owens got more sense than him and that's sad that's embarrassing so how would you tell someone about or how would you ask someone about their steps um, well, first of all, mm -hmm. this is why I don't have sneaky links because like now it's uncomfortable to like try to talk to them so I would prefer having a friends with benefits. This is a much easier conversation. Um, that doesn't even make sense. What? That doesn't make sense. You're saying that didn't make sense. No. It's going to make dollars if they can grift it, right? Uh, so, yeah, like what they said was, I prefer, I don't have sneaky links. Mm -hmm, prefer friends with benefits because that makes the conversation easier. But again, I'm still stuck on the point that, if you're having sex with someone, you need to be able to have that conversation regardless of 
whether you're hooking up, whether they're your sneaky link that you're seeing multiple times a week, a friend with benefits, someone that you're planning on marrying, like, you can't play around with your health like this. This is serious. And folks are also like, you realize this situation that you're choosing to be in is kind of based on wanting to be non-monogamous for the most part and non-exclusive, I think they call mm-hmm. it. I, I didn't engage in any of this behavior in my adulthood. I don't really get it. I've never found it logical. And again, I've told you my bias. My mother is very dead. Uh, but fucking hold up. Got it. All right. Uh, did you have another one on it? Uh, no, just I'm upset by the um, pretending to go into dating being serious, but only talking about money and not having a serious conversation about the importance of this. <clears throat> like, if you're too feel too uncomfortable to ask someone about their status, then you probably shouldn't be having sex with them. And that's just is what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the thing. Um, <clears throat> because you also don't talk about that. You need to talk about who their other partners are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Because especially, like, if you're getting together with a, a man, like, he's probably looking for as many, like, bragging rights trophies as he can. Mm-hmm. It's not just you, most likely. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, at any given moment, because, like, what the ideal is, like, a, an STD test to every partner or every six, every month. Every, um... I think every three months is, every three to six months is a normal for people who are not in the sex work industry (laughs) or should be the standard for people who are not in the sex work industry. Damn. See, again, I think that I probably, uh, I probably got different information because Mm -hmm. of my proximity to the AIDS virus when I was growing up that I learned uh, once a month was the way to go, you know, and that, that just seemed to be the rule I came up around. And, um, but like, so within that one month, or as you said, three months, all right, he's a uh, sneaky linking with you mm-hmm. and friends with benefiting someone else. Mm-hmm. But then that person is also friends with benefiting with someone else. Right. Like, my goodness. <laughs> it. You, you have to be it, responsible. It becomes a, 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 what did Tupac Shakur say? What a tangled web we, a tangled web we weave when we aspire to deceive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and you know what? Being sneaky is deceptive when we aspire to deceive. That gummit. All right. Poetry hour on Swapcast. <laughs> and we are heading over to uh, 25.5. Oh, uh-oh. And the next one is actually only 10 seconds ahead of where we are, so let's just roll into it. Let's go. Having a friends with benefits, this is a much easier conversation. Um, The way that I go about it is I usually uh, lead by example. So I would, before I even have, like if I think that I'm about to have sex with somebody else or I'm gonna stop having sex with the person that I'm having now, because I usually don't have multiple partners at one time. um, I usually get tested after I get Notice I said I usually don't have m- multiple partners. Mm-hmm. So like, so also, are you disclosing all those partners to to each other? Right. But then again, no, they can't be because it's sneaky. Right. This is highly irresponsible broadcasting. <laughs> and again, I cover Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad. Uh, um. After I stop having sex with the previous person and definitely before I have sex with 
whoever else I'm having sex with. So um, I would probably get tested and be like, hey, yeah, man. I probably or will. Uh, also, I'm sort of bothered by the um, I get tested after. You should also be tested during as well. Hmm. Like if you're not in a monogamous situation. And hell, some people who think they're in monogamous situations and aren't should also be getting tested. So, yeah, because, again, if they, we are talking about friends with benefits, if we are talking about sneaky links, if we are talking about uh, having multiple partners, you still do need to keep getting tested during the duration of that relationship. Come on. Whew. All right. Fine. Fine. Right? I'm not an incel. I'm a stupid cell. I'm celibate of stupid people. I don't... <laughs> not having it. Right? Not a smartphone, a stupid cell. Watch Ooh. out. Hey. Ooh. All right. Okay. Uh, they, they, they say more words mm -hmm. because the producer's just letting them do that. How what a great producer job that is. Mm. You don't even have to have a bar. Like forget <laughs> a low bar. There There's isn't no bar. a bar. <laughs> yes. There's no bar like a very bad mixtape. Okay. I got tested today. Everything is good. When's the last time you got tested? And then we can start the conversation from there and then I can find out when's the last time they got tested and if they haven't that maybe they should cuz This is kind of Maybe they should. Maybe. Hey. Hey, maybe I'll get to, I'll probably get tested. Maybe they should get tested. Usually I don't. Okay. Nothing is MFing definitive. And yeah, it, what they just said right there uh, came fairly close to what I said at the beginning of the segment that this is how you approach that topic. Mm -hmm. But even then, they did it in a meandering way that like, Again, I guess the thing is to be sneaky because they're like, I have to sneak it into the dialogue of like, oh, you know, I just got tested. Have you been? No, nigga. It's just when the fuck. You... Hey, hey, where's your where's your, where's your paperwork, buddy? Mm hmm. Right. Hey, you, you got your credit score printed out. You got your Social Security card. You got your birth certificate. Mm hmm. Where's your fucking crotch paperwork? Crotch paperwork. Right. Where are your genital files? Mm-hmm. Let's get this going. All right? Way more important than the Twitter files. I'll tell you that, buddy. Yes. Yeah. But don't tell Matt. Don't, don't tell Matt. Don't Me, tell Matt. And Mehdi Hassan already told Matt. Oh. Yeah. I did not MSNBC that coming. I just got tested, so it's not like I'm trying to to say that you're dirty, but, you know, I got tested, too, not saying that I'm dirty. I just want to make sure that everybody... But see, even this, though, like... Some caveats! Because, <laughs> again, it really does sound like immaturity and insecurity and not having solid boundaries. There should... It shouldn't have to be... I'm not saying that maybe you have an STI. No, no. I'm saying I'm not fucking you until you get tested. That's what the fuck I'm saying. Are you getting tested or are you not? That's the whole conversation right there. Like, it's so, but again, this really, you know, I know I keep harping on it, but how this started off with the premise that everything is supposed to be transactional. You're only in it for money. You're only in it for what men can give you um, dealing, uh, you know, dealing with relationships or viewing it through this like super transactional lens based on what you get from sex workers. But every time you take another step further, 
and tell us about these relationships, you are absolutely, utterly incapable of having boundaries. You are giving really bad advice. Then it's, well, you know, if he sleeps on my couch, he's going to be a homosexual because I can't put him out. I can't let him come over because then I'll catch feelings. Uh, I don't want to catch feelings, but I also have to know the standing of our relationship in his mind. Uh, well, I'm not saying that, you know, you have an STI, but like, maybe could you consider getting tested, possibly? Like, it's so, it just reeks of insecurity on so many levels. Like, that you can't be insecure like this. Oh, you have to have boundaries. Children, please have boundaries. <sighs> right, yeah, it's bad. And it ain't getting better. No, no, it's not. All right, folks. Now, I don't, um, I don't consider myself a filmmaker, <laughs> but this is what I call act three. Okay. Not a lot of people use this vernacular. Kind of exclusive, just mm -hmm. a thing I do. Just a thing you do. So in act three, mm -hmm. we are going to roll the remaining four segments together because in our podcast notes, all of these segments are literally less than two minutes apart <laughs> in the program. So it's like, why are we trying to separate this many clips? Let's roll it out. All right, and then from there we were there was only like eight minutes left in their old yeah. in their whole show, and we were like, they got nothing, they got nothing. If spontaneous sex happens, it does happen. If spontaneous sex happens, it does happen. Okay. Just keep I'm, playing it. Just keep okay, playing it. Okay, I'm about to say I'm the unpopular opinion guy on that one. Oh no, because I don't think it's spontaneous either. But yeah, you can't convince them. Yeah, I don't buy that shit. It just happened. And really, it's not that you can't convince them. It's that they're not going to step away from that lie. And the right. audience isn't either. Right. We have a large macro culture that likes to pretend that you just trip and fall and all your clothes come off and vaginal mucus is there, erection is in place, and people are doing a sex on each other. Mm -hmm. I would have the conversation after the spontaneous like the spontaneous talk because I so I'm gonna potentially contract an STD <sighs> and then let's talk about it see everyone wants to rip off like sex worker aesthetics and <laughs> sex worker concepts for how sex workers work and apply it to dating what type of sex worker negotiates rates after the fact again when you take it as when it's your job you take it seriously who is negotiating boundaries after the fact who is negotiating rates after the fact? Who is negotiating STI testing after the fact? Like, and again, this isn't even work for y'all. Clearly this is just playing around because you're not taking it seriously. This is, oh my God. Yeah, <sighs> a little offensive. It is. Offensively stupid. I get very like, oh man, I just had sex without thinking about whether this person was tested or not. So I immediately think, okay, I have to get tested and I know that within three months, I have to get tested again. Uh, let's let's just say it, right? Um, these people are parents. Mm-hmm. This type of- Well, at of... least one of them is. I don't know if the other one is. Okay. Yeah, th this type of thinking. So one parent, this sort of, I'm just gonna fly through the world playing and taking these sort of risks. This person is responsible for keeping a miniature human being alive. Mm-hmm. And also teaching that human being to be a, a citizen. Mm-hmm. Global and local. Yeah, I'm still stuck on the idea that, like, this all started because you hate poor people so much. You think they're not allowed to have sex or have relationships because they're irresponsible because they're poor. While you out here fucking people without even getting testing done first. 
but poor people are the fucking irresponsible ones. Stop playing with me. Stop fucking playing with me. Again, because sometimes some things take three months to come up. So I would say, hey, you know, we should go out. And right there is an opportunity, right? They call it missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. When you said some things take three months, that's when you should have pulled up an article and be like, and here's an excerpt from this. Mm -hmm. And it's this particular STD that takes about, oh, well, uh, what? 85 to 95 days to show up in your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And folks ought to watch out for that. Be careful. Uh, here are some of the symptoms of it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. But no, they're just riffing. They're mm -hmm. not doing the work in that. That bugs me because I don't like bad radio. I don't like the 96 Telecommunications Act. And I would suggest us going out and the going out would be to the testing center or... I would just be like, hey, I'm going to get tested. You should get tested, too. So they said, let's go out and then surprise them that you're going to get tested. If you have to trick someone into getting, you know what, fine. Hey. And then if it's something where it's like, I'm talking to someone, I'm really feeling them, and then I want to be intimate with them. I'd be like, you know, before we decide to engage in this activity, we should get tested and we should No, not we should. It. We are. We will. Or we ain't fucking. It's not an option. Jesus. Yes. So let's get tested first. And then we can have a good time. After. Have a good time. Have sexual intercourse. I know that you don't say mm -hmm. it that way every time, but have sex. Say the mm -hmm. word sex. You're talking about sex. Mm -hmm. Sex. Sex. Grow up. Which also kind of makes me laugh, too, that, like, the way people are ripping off, like, the sex worker aesthetics and shit. Because sex workers have, like, so many fucking terms for shit. Like, if you've ever seen, like, advertisements, they have, like, the longest fucking acronyms you've ever seen. Like, does not do BBBBJ. Like, all these things, like, very specific, do this, don't do that. I will do this. I will not yeah. do that without a condom. And here we are. I don't know. Let's just, like, maybe get tested and we can, like, have fun or something. Like... Take it seriously. We can have fun or something. Yeah, we're going to break out the fucking laser tag setup and we're going to have some fucking fun. I would much rather do that than have sex with any of you dorkwads. Yeah, but there's no like, there's no easy way to doing this. Like it's uncomfortable, but there's no it's, easy I way. I feel like if it's, un it's uncomfortable because you guys are having sex with people who you're uncomfortable with, and I don't think that you right. should have... No, you're having sex with people you're uncomfortable with. Is this the projection hour? Mm-hmm. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, I think the audience should, like, treat them as anti-heroes, right? This is the, uh, the, op uh, the opposite of advice show. I mean, as far as dating advice, you know what? This is not that podcast. No, it is not that podcast. Jeepers, creepers. <laughs> People are terrible. Have sex with people that you're uncomfortable That's true. With. Like, if you really like the person, that conversation would not be hard. It might, well, not like the person if you're comfortable with the person. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you could like somebody and then, like, you know. Somebody... Why do you interact with someone you're comfortable with beyond meeting them? Like, unless it's the workplace and you got no choice. But, like, if that's just someone you came across in the city in line at fucking Walgreens, well, mm -hmm. it looks like we're going to be strangers after this. Yep. Yeah, fucking wrap up your transaction and part ways. No, I'm uncomfortable around them. Let's see how sex would work. Maybe that'll fix it. I'm what? telling you, again, no fucking boundaries. My God, yeah. Irresponsible programming. 
And I know, you can hear me. I'm having an emotional response. I've grown more annoyed throughout the recording. <laughs> and I'm louder. I'm more emotive. <laughs> I hear it. I know you hear it, too. Sometimes people show their representative and they act a way that they don't usually act. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing. But you should at least try to be... Yeah, they really are projecting because I listen to how they're talking in their fucking mm -hmm. boring, regular, normal people voices yeah. versus when they think like earlier in the show where they think they gotta they gotta play it up. They gotta... Yep. Yeah, they gotta, we, gotta, we gotta black it up for you coloreds. it belongs to it's the uh, come on the sponsor's just gonna have to understand that, that come on mm -hmm. um then that that comes i still wish i would have time staffed the clip where they were talking about going to the hood Ooh. yeah i regret not time stamping that one it can be found later but you probably want to take a break from podcasting pretty soon here after we do this um yeah get, a, get about that chair for a second yeah move around for a minute all right, let's, and again, we are heading into the very last one. Let's uh, give it a running start, roll into it. This is the end of act three, almost time for the credits to roll. I am a filmmaker. And I would suggest us going out and the going out would be to the testing center or I would just be like, hey, I'm going to get tested. You should get tested too. Hey. And then if it's something where it's like I'm talking to someone, I'm really feeling them, and then I want to be intimate with them, I'm like, you know, before we decide to engage in this activity, we should get tested and we should know our status. So let's get tested first, mm -hmm. and then we can have a good time after. Yeah. yeah. But there's no, like, there's no easy way to doing this. Like, it's uncomfortable. But there's no it's, easy. Way. I feel like if it's un it's uncomfortable because you guys are having sex with people who you're uncomfortable with, and I don't think that you right. should have sex with people that you're uncomfortable. That's true. With. Like if you really like the person, that conversation would not be hard. It might well not like the person if you're comfortable with the person. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you could like somebody and then like, you know, sometimes people show their representative and they act a way that they don't usually act. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so. That's one thing, but you should at least try to be comfortable. If if they're you're comfortable enough to take all of your clothes off, you should be comfortable right, enough to, to ask that question. It took them right now with at this point in the forty minute episode. This is thirty two minutes and thirty three seconds. They're just now saying some of the shit that we were like, yeah, like you should take this serious. <laughs> Take it as seriously as you want to take your dates, where allegedly you only date rich people. Take it seriously like that. Jesus Christ. The podcast should sound as rich as you claim your dates are. Ooh. This is some of the shittiest audio. Mm. This is so bad. This is like when people that are looking for pornography and you're looking for some amateur stuff, and when you see hood box office, you're just like, well, not that. <laughs> like, you are the hood box office of podcasts. Ask the question, yeah, or get tested together, or even right. not together. If you're uncomfortable with that, just go separately. But you know, just be like, hey, within uh, yeah, go separately, because then you you can trust that he went. But also, like, if you're comfortable enough to fuck someone, how are you not comfortable enough to be in a room and get an STI test with them? How? And all this started because they couldn't stop complaining about poor niggas. I don't want to date any poor people. Poor people don't deserve to date. And here we are. All this money and for what? Still out here making stupid ass choices. 
Yeah, and, and keep in mind, like, that, again, even, like, that's a weird thing to just walk into the room and announce. Mm-hmm. Like, no one cares. No one asked you. Hey, everybody. I don't like poor people. <laughs> well, welcome to American Pyramid Scheme Classism. Mm-hmm. You're just like a lot of other folks. Why are we supposed to give a shit? <laughs> Frame, we should all get tested um, before we move on any further. Right. Six I had this one person. To the last clip. And we never had sex because they never got tested. But I kept saying it. I was like, oh, you know, they sweet talk mean. I want to do this to you. They even got me a hotel. Everything. And I was like, yeah, so, you know, before we get to this hotel, you should be tested, right? Mm-hmm. Never happened. Never. We're There's talking, I think this person tried for years. Mm-hmm. And in those years, they never got tested. So th- I wean off people that way. Like, I'm weaning you off. If I ask you to get tested and you're serious about doing something with me and you don't get tested, you only leave me with one thought that you are not safe and you're always unsafe and the one time you get asked to be safe you don't want to be safe mm-hmm. especially you the men that are having sex sunk up what y'all should be the first people yeah. y'all love raw they sex. should know you guys by name right y'all love raw sex they should know you guys tested. by name at the clinic well, no not even like shaming you but but just to be safe because be you're, safe. you're having unprotected sex all the time right so you need to be tested all the time. Right. Because it's not like you guys are having sex with one person. Right. You guys are the key and the lock. No, no, what is it? The lock. <laughs> the lock and, the and key theory. Yeah. <laughs> the lock and key theory. Your key opens many locks. Yeah. So get tested before you get into another lock. Out here being the master key and not. And that's why I don't like sneaky sick. links because they have met multiple sneaky links and don't care about their health. Right. Again, now they're at 34 minutes, mm-hmm. and they finally pointed that out. That just crossed this person's mind yep. to say on the program. And it's extra wild to me, too, because, again, they're so obsessed with, like, men having money. But then also, why won't he get tested? Because you already basically told him the parameters of the re- relationship are based on finances, not boundaries, not safety, not respect. finances so yeah when that's how you approach it there will be men who feel entitled like i don't have to get tested because i paid for the hotel room i paid for dinner i bought you you know whatever i gave you money to pay off some of your loans or i bought you jewelry but that's how you set up the premise the most important thing to you was that he wasn't poor there was not a single fucking thing about emotional uh, compatibility intellectual compatibility we have the same hobbies we like to do the same things we watch the same type of movies we have the same favorite actors um you know we play the same board games i don't know whatever the fuck you do especially intellectual compatibility yes like the only fucking thing you talked about was poor i don't date poor and then you want to when you do find someone with money you're surprised that they act entitled because you told them the only thing that matters is the money like how they were making jokes earlier, like, I'm not going to be a gold digger for your little $8 an hour. But the reason people think you're a gold digger is because you're only making tweets about how you only date people with money. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah, but that's, yeah, like you were saying, like the intellectual compatibility. Like, you need to be with someone that you can talk to. Yes. About how Joe Biden raised a minimum wage. <laughs> and it ain't me. <sighs> Me neither. You know what? As a person who is not a relationship expert, I'm going to press stop on this podcast and be with my spouse. Good day. (laughs) No, no, not a good day. Not a good day. It's a bad day 
because this program is well on its way to having 14 episodes before uh, we know it. <laughs> yeah, although we can't stop for real, for real, because I do have to add something into one of the earlier clips. Yes. Because we didn't play it long enough. It uh -oh. was like, it like 12 minutes or something. Okay. $100 a month? The car salesmen's people. The car salesmen's are scraping up scraps. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they're a little bit more generous than the, than the real estate agent. <laughs> You're a real estate agent. I know we keep coming for y'all. But for real, come on the podcast and prove us wrong. If you really about it. Yeah. Oh. So making fun of people for being burger flippers, but then also making fun of people who sell cars, but then also making fun of people who sell real estate as if there aren't a ton of fucking billionaires who in real estate. I don't know if y'all have seen what the fuck rental prices look like <laughs> and what the housing market has done, but like y'all just want to be classist assholes. I really want to be yeah. like 100% wannabes, mm -hmm. right? Like don't nobody gang bang harder than someone that ain't from a set. <laughs> no, don't take him to the hood. They like it there. Oh my it's god. It's exciting because they're not from there. I wish I fucking had that one time stamped. Was it 1335? I will laugh if it was 1335. Uh, jump there? Yeah. Alright, this is like the uh the epilogue. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. It's the uh, the extended remix. The extended remix. All right, I'm at thirteen. I, I, well, there, thirteen twenty-two. Let's see okay. where it goes from there. Kevin says that a lot. He'd be like, "That nigga made you laugh so hard that you couldn't see how ugly he was." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you laugh, like your cheeks cover your eyes a little bit, and you're bit, blind, and you don't pay attention. That's, that's what you broke men be doing. I'm not gonna pretend that I don't understand that that is humor. Like that, to me, that is a fairly decent joke. You laugh. Your mm -hmm. cheeks go up and cover your eyes and you don't notice he's ugly. That would work very well on uh, BET's Comic View, like 1996. Ooh. Yeah. Like, that would hit hard. Maybe even 1999. I could see 1999, yeah. yeah. Hmm. You don't have money, so you use... Uh, you use... Some of you guys. Some of you. Most of you, you know, some of you. You use your, your, your weight and your humor, and we're squinting so hard and we're laughing or mm -hmm. crying that we can't see past the bullshit. Yeah, or or you show up. that. Uh, how are you aware that you're unaware? Right, because again, like this whole like I'm in it for the money. This is my hustle. I'm in a date, and this is my come up. But you're still falling for this basic ass bullshit. You're yeah. not good at dating. So yeah, like you can be <laughs> giggled into a bad decision. This is the adulthood. That's how we ended up in her house, right? Damn, this place comfortable. Uh, yeah oh god and yeah. if you keep playing it i think it's the hood clip i think that's where they're going next oh no yep let's roll that's something new like we not from the hood you know so when you show us the hood we're like a little excited <laughs> that's what y'all do y'all bring us to the hood and show us something new something new something you know dangerous. i'm never excited to go to a hood but also y'all wanted you make fun of uh people in uh, customer service jobs in restaurant jobs, you make fun of people in real estate, you make fun of car dealers, you make fun of people who are poor, but you want to go to the hood for why? That's where all the poor people are. There's not a lot. Outside of a few gangbangers and drug dealers, there's not a lot of money in a centralized household in the hood. 
And then also laughing about it being dangerous. That's the same exact type of stupid thing I would expect you to laugh about from someone who also uh, just lets random men up in their house without having STD STD test done first. Like, let's be for real about it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just so much bad decision making, but under the guise of giving... Um, good relationship advice and using sex workers as like the blueprint of um, how to do transactional relationships but nothing you're saying follows through like you don't want to be around poor people but you you will let someone take you to the hood because it's exciting it's dangerous i've never been here before what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) a little bit more so you use what you got to get what you want. Oh, I, you know, one of our segments started with that clip. Ugh. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. What? You use what you got to these Ronnie Hill quotes. And you broke, and the broke Neanderthals, even when it's just broke people in general. I don't think this is exclusive to men. Yeah. Uh, I know some, some of the things that we're saying, yeah, is exclusive to men. This is not exclusive to men. And I have to, I always have to say it because then people are going to come for me. And yeah, you always come for men. You always come for men. I don't. People use what they got to get what they want. Okay. Yeah, this is... It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's these ridiculous. are some really fucking stupid, simple-minded people. Um, I, you know, I tend to not dip into the cliches too tough, but my goodness, is it the blind leading the blind? I mean, I feel like that's kind of accurate at this point. And honestly, it really does just go to the whole, like, if you're going to be... I do not encourage that you do every relationship as a a purely transactional relationship. I think that's bad. I think it um, ultimately causes you to dehumanize the people that you're interacting with. But if you're going to do that, then like be about it for real. Don't say I'm only in it for the money. I'm only in it for the prestige. I'm only in it to date people of a certain caliber and then proceed to make all sorts of bad boundary decisions along the way. Like, and if you are trying to have a genuine relationship where it's not only about finances, but also about all other types of compatibility, then again, you still need to have a strong foundation and you cannot have a serious foundation if you are not being serious about your relationship and the parameters of it. Get those boundaries together. Jeez. We need to start doing dating advice. Yeah. Because this is ridiculous. Yeah, right. Is it dating advice? Partnering advice? I think it's partnering advice. Yeah. Because dating is, it, it's a, what do they call it, a nebulous term? Yeah. It, yeah, it, it's its in the dustbin of colloquialism with so many other words that are just fucking useless now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many words I avoid saying because I'm like, 10 people are going to hear that word with 10 different definitions in their heads. Right. Yeah, like, and that's probably why I prefer to just say sex partner, Mm -hmm. sexual intercourse. What the fuck is a sneaky link? Fuck the down low. (laughs) Fuck creeping. Mm -hmm. No, I don't creep, all right? That's for TLC to do and for me to dance to. I don't actually (laughs) do it in real life. Mm -hmm. I don't creep. Yeah, I keep it on the down low. No. (laughs) Fuck all that. God. And, like, um, also, like... Teach your audience to care less about slut shaming. Because, mm-hmm. like, when they said this sneaky stuff comes from men not wanting to say they're cheating, I think it more so comes from women not wanting to be slut shamed for having sex at all. Yep. So you want to link up with someone in a sneaky fashion. Because mm-hmm. you can't let everybody know what you're doing. Yeah, which because I, 
I kind of heard it in my head when I started doing the TLC song mm-hmm. because it said, keep it on the down low because no one has to know. Mm-hmm. They don't need that shit coming their way with the damn slut shaming. Right. And then also like, but that is a larger conversation too, because obviously I understand why women are afraid of being slut shamed because it can have... Um, a lot of consequences, right. like personally, professionally, physically, like someone might, you know. Yep. Oh, you know, oh she's like had sex you. before, then she consents to everything I'm about right. to do. Right. Or at your workplace, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what? She's that? Well, pff, well, looks like we got to promote the person that didn't hit as many numbers as mm-hmm. she did. And like, but a thing about, so like, I understand that not wanting to be slut shamed, but because we have such a culture of shame and stigma around sex and sexuality, like that then also leads to the other stuff that they were talking about was like, well, you know, I just feel like maybe we should like get tested together because like, you know, you're scared to say it because you are coming from that sort of slut shaming um, type of mentality or, you know, how where it's placed in the culture. And that leads to a lot of um, conversations about sex that should be serious and be had as mature adults that aren't being had as mature adults because you never like made it to a, a sense of sort of like an adult mentality around sex because you were so caught up on the slut shaming. And now here we are. Like, yeah, so it's it's in the long term of also making it more difficult for people to create boundaries and have safety protocols. Right. Yes. Swap updates in general. Uh, I Well, we're doing our relaunch tomorrow. Yes. Woo-hoo, May 1st. Um, that involves. Uh, that involves. We will have up our um, sub stack so people can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we will also be putting out a newsletter. We have revamped that. Um, on the Substack, there's also going to be, you know, just some writings on there, some essays, things like that, think pieces. And we are still trying to keep eyes on all of the anti-porn legislation that's going on. Um, NCOSE is keeping me very busy these days. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that. Okay. Yeah. And we have a new Facebook page. Yep. Yes. That comes with a pre-built-in fourteen thousand followers. <laughs> yes. And as soon as we changed it, someone left a comment saying, "I didn't know this page could get more base." <laughs> so just so you folks know, sex workers' rights is based. It is based. You're darn right. Yes. It used to be on fleek, but now it's based. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Calm down, old man. Yells a cloud. What? Before that, it was cringe. Old man yells at cloud. What other words are they saying? Um, <coughs> I think um, I hear skill issue a lot. Skill issue? Mm-hmm. That just sounds real. That doesn't <laughs> even sound like vernacular. That actually sounds like something we need to dig Except into. It's applied for things that aren't actually like you know, like you tripped and fell. Oh, skill issue. No, I actually know how to fucking walk, my man. <laughs> Trip. Skill issue. Yes tell you something. There's something about being old and like new vernacular gets imposed upon you and all of a sudden you want to fucking like really just drop knuckle hammers on a 14 year old. Like no we fighting now little person and they're like I'm 14 my arms are wiry and I don't have a fully developed brain. Yeah nigga but you said skill issue and that hurt what I think is my feelings. I didn't know I had any feelings left at this point in capitalism shit. Yeah, I can't afford them. Can't they fucking, they repoed my feelings. Repoed my feelings. Oh, <laughs> All right, uh, I will add bells and whistles. Yes. Stop. <laughs>